Today, we're doing a deep dive on aligned manifestation. If you're someone who knows deep down you're meant to live an extraordinary life, but can't quite see the path to get from here to there, this episode is for you. We break down the entire manifestation process from a simple, grounded, no BS perspective. You'll love the insights we share on overcoming imposter syndrome, unapologetically owning your vision, and refusing to settle. Perhaps you consider manifestation a bit out there, or maybe you've already seen the impact it can have on your life and business and are ready to take this practice to the next level. Either way, you're going to love the combo of strategy, science, and spirituality we share to help you manifest your own extraordinary life and business. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber, the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Afia Salter. Afia is a mindset and manifestation coach, host of the Manifest Edit podcast, and creator of the Vibes Method for Aligned Manifestation. Her mission is to empower and teach ambitious women how to stop playing small, confidently manifest their desires, and live an extraordinary life. Serving as a practical example for her work after being orphaned at 14, grappling with mental illness and chronic pain, to then moving overseas and building her soul-aligned life and business, Afia has inspired thousands around the world to create their lives by design. Afia, welcome to One Simple Chef. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, I am so excited. And manifestation is one of my absolute favorite topics. So I know this is going to be an incredibly juicy episode, and I am just so excited to dive in. Yeah, I'm really excited to dive in today, and I'm sure we can go in a lot of different areas. So before we get to that, I would love to hear, I read your bio, but can you just let us know in your own words a little bit about what it is that you do and why you do it? I am a mindset and manifestation coach, and really there is a few things that I'm more passionate about than helping women to stop settling and to confidently manifest their extraordinary lives. And I think it's really important to give women the freedom to create what they actually want to create and not feel like they have to live a life of shoulds or coulds, but to really step into their greatness. And in doing that, they not only impact their own life, but have those ripple effects that go out into their closest friends, the people around them, and ultimately everyone else as well. And that to me is what magic really is. Amazing. I am so excited to hear more about this, but can you let us know, a little bit about how you started to become familiar with manifestation, sort of what that journey looked like for you and how you came to do the work that you do today. 
So there were a few different avenues for me, one of which being that I grew up Buddhist. So mm. although Buddhism is different from spirituality, there are definitely some crossovers. And I remember after school, we would like hop over the fence in our back garden and go to the monastery and hang out there after school. So we definitely did have maybe a little bit of a different upbringing from a lot of my friends and my mind was already quite open. And I remember that my mom used to have like dial up phone conferences at at Tony Robbins back in the day. So (laughs) my mind was, you know, already primed for coaching, even though I didn't know that was what I wanted to be back then. And then moving into my early twenties, I was going through a lot of personal changes and personal struggles with chronic illness, anxiety, depression, and really coming to know that I had the power to change my situation through the law of attraction and also the other universal laws was something that I began to explore more then and really put into practice. And in seeing those results, it was something that I then wanted to share with all of my friends, anyone who would listen. And then five years on from that, it's become my job to help other women as well. That is like so incredible just to hear how this has come about for you and how this has really become like the work that you do in the world. I think that that is just like, it's just so incredible that like, this is something that you can build a job around now, you know, like, I think that that's amazing that you get to help other women to just like explore manifestation and create the life of their dreams. And I just like, I love this topic. I'm so excited about it. So can you tell me, is there like one particular mindset shift that's made the biggest difference for either you or your clients, or just really feels like the thing you want to like scream from the rooftops? For me, the thing is really the relationship between manifestation and identity. And when a lot of people approach manifestation, they'll approach it from, okay, what do I want to have? Mm-hmm. And what I realized is that when we approach it from the lens of what do we want to have, this can actually lead to us manifesting things or attempting to manifest things that are out of integrity for us. And the first place where I really noticed this was in 2018 when I created a vision board. This is my second ever vision board. First one had been a massive success and I came to creating my second vision board. And when I looked back on it a couple of years later, I realized that none of the things on that vision board had manifested. Mm -hmm. And the reason that none of the things on that vision board had manifested was partly due to the fact that I had never really wanted any of them in the first place. And what that led me to realize is that before setting the intentions about what we want to have, we need to set the intentions around who we want to be, about what our vision is, what our values are. And from there, then your whole world begins to change. So for me, the one simple shift is that, you know, if you want to manifest your extraordinary life, you have to first see yourself as an extraordinary person. Mm, okay. So I love how you put that, but I know that it's not always quite that easy. So can you tell us more about how, like, how do you even start with that? That seems like such a deep and like, there's so many layers to that. So if someone's looking to really see themselves as an extraordinary person, where do they even start? Yeah, I, you know what? I think we as humans have a real tendency to overcomplicate some things that are actually really simple. Mm. And I used to do a lot of rooms on Clubhouse and one of those rooms on Clubhouse is called How to Manifest Your Extraordinary Life. And I had someone come on and she was like, you know, I'm feeling really not good about myself. I don't know whether I'm manifesting my extraordinary life. I have all the things that I wanted to manifest into my life, but it doesn't seem like it's extraordinary. I'm like, 
your extraordinary is going to be completely different from someone else's extraordinary. It's about what is extraordinary for you. And it might seem like a big word, like, wow, extraordinary. It has to be like really incredibly, amazingly special. But to me, it's about like, what do you desire the most? Who do you desire to be the most? And is your life in alignment with that right now? And if it isn't, let's start working on filling in those gaps between where you are right now to getting there. And to me, that's one of the simplest things that there is. And in acknowledging that you already are an extraordinary person, it's just you haven't been bringing an awareness to the light that's already inside of you. So something that I often do with my clients is encourage them to begin tracking three successes every day, right? We're all into writing things like gratitude lists, like I'm I'm grateful for my home, I'm grateful for this person, but what about yourself? Well, I'm grateful that I made an impact on someone today, or I'm grateful that I tidied my home space and I felt like really at home in my body. Like there are so many extraordinary things that we're doing and we're being on a daily basis, but we're just not bringing that conscious awareness to them. Mm, I love that. So how do we tap into who that extraordinary person is? Is there like an exercise you recommend? Is there a way to really peel back those layers and understand who that person is? I think it's really about this journey of self-awareness and building a relationship with yourself and getting to know yourself and getting to know what matters to you and what's important to you. So for me, the first thing that I will always do with my clients is help them assert what their values actually are and -hmm. what their vision is. And knowing that when you come up with these, absolutely, they can be subject to change. I'm certainly not the same person I am now as I was five years ago and my desires have definitely changed. My values have shifted a little bit, not entirely. So people can get really wrapped up in the like, wow, I'm going to come up with this and this is me for life. I have to stick to these values for life, but just come Mm -hmm. up with what works for you right now. Follow what works for you right now. And sure, you can course correct if you need to, but you need to actually put something into the sat nav in order to start the journey. Mm, I love that. So how did this unfold for you? Can you give us like a few examples? I mean, I'm particularly interested in your business journey and kind of like how this has manifested in that way. Do you have any examples for us around how you've manifested things in business that you desired or manifested the person you wanted to be in your business? Or just give us an example as it relates to that. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, when I looked at that vision board, I realized that I had put things on there that were not in alignment with what I wanted to create. I sat and thought about what I did want to create. I sat and thought about what my values actually are. So for me, I really value freedom, freedom to travel, freedom to work wherever I want, freedom to work with the people that I want to work with. I value open communication. It's like probably my number one value actually is communication and Mm -hmm. helping people communicate better with one another as well. Um, and also just, you know, having fun and embracing that work is a big part of your life, but it shouldn't be the only part of your life. I've always felt that it's quite a toxic belief that work a job you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life. I'm like, mm, but we should still keep those separate though. So for me, building a business that was in alignment with those things rather than the business which I previously had, which was I had a digital marketing agency. That's what I am. Um, went to uni for. I have two degrees in that. I have a diploma in that. That's my, in inverted commas, zone of excellence. Mm. But what my zone of genius was, was really helping people to manifest their, their visions, was leaning into spirituality, was leaning into personal development. And 
although I knew that was my zone of genius at the time, I went for what seemed like the easier option or the option of the shoulds, which was going into digital marketing. And that time spent in my digital marketing business was so, so miserable. I was burnt out. Mm. I was definitely not making any money. I wasn't working with people that I love to work with. And so for me, releasing that business and going after what I truly wanted, yes, it was definitely scary and took a lot of courage. But in making that decision, I have never looked back. And I think one of the biggest lessons for me out of that experience was you have to follow what your soul is truly calling you towards. Because while your ego will be briefly comfortable with this um, following those shoulds or following someone else's vision, your soul will never be satisfied. And you'll always have that feeling of longing in the background. But that feels like such a big thing sometimes. So how do you tap into Like even just saying that, I think it's like, well, what is your soul desire? It's like, well, how do you know? How do you tap into that? It's just asking yourself the question, what do I want? And often we don't slow down to actually ask ourselves the question. So if you are feeling like at a point, you're at a point right now where you don't actually know what I want, I would encourage you to ask, is that really the truth or am I not allowing myself to see what I truly want? Because for me, what often comes up with my clients is I don't know what I want, but when we sit down to have a conversation about it, they're like, well, I feel like I would love to do this, but I don't know how it's going to happen. Or this could be cool, but I'm not sure whether that's for me. We jump straight from the, I don't know what I want to, okay, I do know what I want, but because I don't know how it's going to happen, I'm just going to continue to say that I don't know what I actually want. So if you have things that you do know you would desire to do, but you're not sure how you're going to get there, I think that's very different from not actually knowing what you want. And what your soul is calling you towards, if that language doesn't necessarily resonate with you, just say, you know, what I desire or some things I would like to have in my life. The language that I use is soul, but if that feels a bit esoteric for you, it's completely fine to just use these are some things I desire. So getting into the habit of self-questioning, journaling can be a really great tool for this. And I have a journal that's specifically dedicated to everything that I want in this lifetime. And I will just add to that periodically. And it's not like I immediately need to manifest every single thing in that book, but I'm just adding to that. And even sometimes just the act of writing that down gives your subconscious mind something to focus on. So even though you're not consciously bringing your awareness to that, subconsciously in the background, your subconscious mind is always working towards the things that are most important to you. So you don't have to have your whole life story written down, but just start with three simple things, three simple things that you would love to have in your life or three simple things that you would love to do or three kinds of way that you would love to feel. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I love this because one of my like go-to phrases is most people aren't getting what they want because they don't even know what they want. And I feel like what you said there is so true because the re- most of the time, the reason we don't know what we want is because we haven't actually slowed down enough to ask ourselves what that thing is, right? We've, I think, gotten in this habit of almost like dimming those desires. And I think that tapping back into that, getting really clear on that is what helps us to actually make them happen. And like you said, it doesn't have to happen overnight, but I think even the process of, of claiming that, of writing it down, of giving it a space in a journal, like you were talking talking about there. I mean, heck, even just putting it on the notes app of your phone or wherever feels good, wherever you're going to be able to like give that space to breathe, I think is just like such a beautiful practice because I think you're right. And I'm thinking back to like vision boards that I've made in the past and, and all of those kind of things. But I think it's so easy to get caught up in 
like the things we're looking to manifest, right? Like, as you mentioned, like the things that we want. And I think that, that sometimes those desires aren't even necessarily true or like meant for us. They're just things that we think like we should have, right? Like we should want this or like successful people have X, right? And I think that that's one of those things that when you get in the practice of really understanding your desires and allowing your desires, it becomes easier to use that as a filter to get clear on what it is that that's yours, what, which desires are meant for you and which desires are simply like not, not actually founded or not actually like what you actually wanted. Um, but just what you thought that you should be chasing. So I just love that so much, that process of writing that down and giving that those desires a space in a journal. I think that's just such a beautiful practice. Yes, allowing is so much about allowing yourself to actually go after what you want or allowing yourself to have a conversation with yourself about what you, you know, what you do want to change in your, in your world. And we'll have those conversations with a friend, like, how are you going? What have you been up to? Like, what, you know, what's up for you? Well, how often do you just sit down to have that conversation with yourself? I'm someone personally, I talk to myself a lot. I will put my <laughs> earphones in when I leave the house. <laughs> I put my AirPods in when I leave the house, but it's not because I'm listening to music. I'm just talking to myself and I want to look a little bit less crazy. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, that's funny. I like, do you talk out loud to yourself or do you talk like just like in your head to yourself? No, out loud. <laughs> it really helps me like contextualize. I'm a very audio learner. Like even like when I was at school, the way that I would prepare for exams is like writing notes and then reading those notes out as if they were a speech. So it really helps me work through things when I can have a conversation with myself. So often I will just walk around the block and talk about some ideas I'm working through or some things that are coming up for me. And it really helps me to see them from a different perspective because it's almost like I'm um, both the observer and the observed in that situation. That is fascinating. I feel like a lot of people are used to having that conversation like in their head or like processing things in that way. But I think that's brilliant, honestly, (laughs) like just being able to speak those things out loud because I mean, there's gotta be something, I don't know the exact science behind it. Maybe you do, but there's gotta be something about like processing that in a way where it's like physically coming out in the world, right? Like physically like talking through it and creating noise and creating like hearing your voice. And like, there's got to be something about embodying that, that actually probably really helps you to process through it, I would imagine. Yeah, definitely. That's the thing. And you know, you don't have to go full out like me walking around outside (laughs) talking to yourself, but even recording voice memos like every few months and being like, yeah, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm feeling. And then listening back to it a few months from then and being like, whoa, because I have that with my journal where I'll write things that I'm going through or that I'm worried about or that I'm frustrated about. And I'll look back at not even a month from then, a couple of weeks. And I'm like, whoa, I don't feel like that at all anymore. Yeah. And just cool to see how quickly that can shift because I know, especially business owners, especially people listening to the podcast, I know that we can get stuck in this like my right now is my forever kind of mentality, especially when it seems like things aren't necessarily going so well or, you know, things aren't where you want them to be in the business or 
however that's showing up, I think the tendency is to be like, oh my gosh, like if a cl- if one client didn't sign, like that's going to be the reality forever, right? And like no one else is going to sign. And we're really quick to like go to that place where, you know, it seems like it's almost like a permanent state. So I love that journal exercise because I think it's such a great reminder of how quickly things can shift and that it is like transient. Like it's not something that is going to be the way things are forever. And just like building up that evidence for yourself that things can shift really quickly. And you may have felt that way at one point, but like, you know, heck, sometimes even an hour later, you might be in a completely different place. So I think that that is just like such great evidence to build, especially as a business owner, because you you begin to see like, oh, okay, this is just one moment in time in my business, in my life, not the like expanse forever and ever and ever. Mm, yeah, we have to just be so mindful of, you know, one of the ways that our subconscious mind helps us to process that information is by making generalizations. So if you do have one bad launch, in inverted commas, bad, because I don't even really like to use that word, but if you have one launch that doesn't go as planned or one client that doesn't re-sign with you and you're like, oh, everyone never resigns or all of my lunch- launches suck. Is that really the truth? Like has every single launch ever in your entire lifetime been rubbish or is that just like one occasion? And I think, you know, the only thing that's constant in life is change. So we can't expect to have the same situation every single time play out exactly as it has word for word the previous time. It's actually a really normal part of life where you have the control is how you react to how those situations are happening. Are you making that mean something about you? Are you internalizing it or are you using it as information? And are you using it as a tool to help you make different choices moving forward? Mm, so good. I know that when you're looking to manifest your first or next client, the path there can feel really overwhelming and like the results you want are really far away. But what I found to be true, both for myself and my clients, is that it's often the thoughts and beliefs you have around sales that are the biggest barrier between you and your next paid invoice. And shifting those can feel like straight up magic. That's why I freaking love helping you get to the root of your biggest mindset challenges around sales on my free 30-minute Sincere Sales Coaching Call so you can land that next client with more ease than ever before. If you aren't landing the clients you want, then your mindset is definitely playing a part and I'd love to support you in shifting it. I only offer a few of these each week, so be sure to grab a time that works for you at amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales. So I know another thing that can come up when we're really stepping into being this extraordinary person is this idea of imposter syndrome. So can you talk to me a little bit about imposter syndrome and how it can show up and how we can kind of handle that when it comes to manifesting this extraordinary life? Mm, Imposter syndrome is one of my all-time favorite things to talk about (laughs) and definitely something I experienced myself in the past, not so much anymore. And I think one of the things that I would love to create a reframe around in 
imposter syndrome is telling people to fake it till they make it. And I personally believe that this is quite a toxic belief to uphold because so long Mm. as you're telling yourself, oh, you know, I'm just going to continue faking it. I'm going to continue faking it. That's the track you're playing in your head over and over again is that I still don't fit. I still don't fit. So what I like to do is tell people to embody it, be it now. If you were that successful, most confident version of yourself, how would you be showing up differently? How would you feel? And just those small tweaks, you know, if you're like, well, I would have a million dollar home and you're not quite there yet. Okay, we'll go walk around a million dollar home neighborhood. When I was in uni, my favorite thing to do would be to go to the um, drugstore and get those little perfume samples of the really expensive perfumes. I would spray them on. I'm like, yes, I'm living my lavish life. Now Mm -hmm. I can actually afford to buy the perfumes, you know, manifesting all the way back then. So it doesn't have to be like, oh, I have to have everything now. It's like, how can I have a little bit now so that it makes me feel like I'm on my way, I'm on my journey. And there are always small shifts that we can do. Sometimes we can take those quantum leaps, but if it's where you're at right now, just take those small shifts that help you to embody the person that you want to be rather than feeling like you need to be something that you're not know that if you desire it it's possible for you Mm. so let's dive into that because that is just like such a like I feel like you said it so nonchalantly but I think that that's like something that a lot of people get really hung up on or they have a really hard time believing is that if you desire it it's possible for you so can you talk to me more about that like how did you cultivate that belief I think it's something that you know definitely throughout my years I definitely did not have an easy upbringing. I was adopted at age three. Up until that point, I was in the foster care system. I was later orphaned when I was age 14 and then went into kinship care. And I grew up without parents. And I thought that I was going to have the situation where I wasn't going to get the same opportunities as everyone else. I wasn't going to be able to live a life that everyone else lived. And all that I wanted at that point was to live a normal life. And at some point I realized that the belief is of I just want to be normal was no longer serving me because it was limiting me from going after what I truly wanted. And yeah, it takes time to shift your belief systems because there are things that have been with you since, you know, you were a child and recoding those belief systems takes time, but it's about that persistent work and knowing that, Yeah, some people do have it easier than others in life, but your external circumstances should not dictate how you create your future going forward. So when I say if you desire it, it's possible for you not to get too metaphysical, but there are multiple realities and there are reality where you got the job, a reality where you didn't get the job, a reality where you went out with that person, a reality where you didn't. And you get to choose at any moment which one you want to tap into. And the way that you tap into the reality that you want is by making choices that are aligned with the vision that you have. So when I say that if you desire it, it's possible for you, I think, you know, to a degree, is it possible for me to be president? Well, It would definitely take a lot for me to get there, but it is in the realm of possibility. Yeah, it is possible. So thinking about, well, if I really looked at all the steps that it would take to get there, some most things are actually possible. It's about how I take action and how I move towards making that possible for me. And also about giving your subconscious mind something to focus on. It's not something you need to be consciously aware of all the time. And in fact, 95% of our mental lives are subconscious. So knowing that we spend most of our lives in subconscious mode, it's like, how can I train my subconscious mind to be working for me rather than against me? And one of the ways that we do that is by knowing who we want to be in this world, setting those powerful intentions around that vision, 
following those intentions, working on clearing our limiting beliefs around that, taking action and ultimately surrendering. And that's why I created my five-step method for aligned manifestation, because there is a step-by-step to this. And yes, we're all going to use different practices and tools, but I find having those step-by-steps to follow makes it seem like less of this, oh my God, everything feels so far away from where I am right now to okay, how can I create an action plan for myself on the way of getting there? And also building that belief in yourself. Because if you're at a position now where the phrase, if you desire it, it's possible for you, feels quite heavy for you, what about it is activating you? What about it isn't resonating with you? What is it that making you think that you can't have it? And what can you do differently to build your belief so that it does seem possible for you? I definitely did not grow up with this belief and it's not something that I've always had. But now for me, it does it does feel really easy to say because I do have that sense of belief in myself. And the honest truth is that is something that I built over time. But the more that you cement those beliefs, the more that everything in your worldview becomes a confirmation of that belief rather than the opposite. So... You gave us a little bit of a tease there, and I'm not sure how much you want to give away in the podcast, so totally up to you. But can you give us like a little bit of a preview of what your five steps to manifesting are? Yeah, absolutely. So the first step is embodying the vibe. So that's embodying the vibe of your higher self. You have your values and your vision. You know the person who you want to be, and you step into her now. And this is for me, the most important place to start your manifestation is knowing what those values and vision are. So when you go into the second step of setting your powerful intentions, you can check your intentions for integrity against the values and vision. And you know that when you're creating them, that your why is going to be bigger than your limits, bigger than your excuses and bigger than your reasons why you can or it shouldn't or it wouldn't or it won't happen for you. So setting powerful intentions really looks at, yes, checking it for integrity against how you're embodying the vibe of your higher self, but also making sure that the intentions that we set are actually towards what we want, not away from what we don't want. So for example, if you're like, I want to stop attracting the wrong clients, what you're focusing on there is the wrong clients rather than these are the type of clients I want to attract and all the traits and qualities of the people that you actually want to be working with. From there, we go to the third step, which is clearing energetic blocks. So energetic blocks and boundaries. This looks at limiting beliefs. This looks at your environment. And this also looks at your boundaries as well. So limiting beliefs are any beliefs that you have that would stop you from going after your goal. So for example, you set your intention and you're like, I would like to manifest a $10,000 launch. Your immediate thought is, yeah, but your last launch sucked or who do you think you are to coach people? Those are your limiting beliefs because they're beliefs that are going to stop you from fulfilling your prophecy essentially. So when we look at clearing energetic blocks, we're looking at clearing out anything that will stop you from manifesting those intentions. And we're also looking at setting really strong boundaries because when you're giving your time, your energy away to all the things that aren't serving you, it's taking that time and energy away from all the things that are. From there... The fourth step is balancing your feminine and masculine energy. So regardless of your gender, uh, whether you're male, female, non-binary or anything in between, we all have feminine and masculine energies within us. So this is about our approach to our working style. So masculine is very much strategic and around the action, around getting things done. Feminine is more the ease, the flow, the intuition, and it's finding out what works best for you. For me, 
I would say I'm quite strongly in my feminine, which means I attract a lot of friends who are in their masculine because our styles go really well together. Mm, It's not more important. Yeah, you know, it's like a, that contrast, that magnetic effect. So it's not one, it's not like one is better than the other. They're both important, but your balance will be different depending on who you are and how you like to show up in the world. And then finally, the last step is surrendering the how, which is releasing attachment. So what I mean by releasing attachment is not that this intention or the goals that you set aren't important to you, but that you are not attached to them meaning something about who you are as a person and that you're not attached to them happening in the exact way how you have imagined them to play out in your head because it rarely happens like exactly as we would hope and exactly as we would dream. Sometimes it's even better. Sometimes it's a little bit of a detour. But we have to be really open to the possibilities and to, yeah, letting our extraordinary lives play out and know that it's always happening for us and that we're always being supported. I love that. I am, I just am so grateful to you for giving us that brief overview because that was just a ton of value you just dropped on us. But can you tell me a little bit about how we can start really like unapologetically owning that vision because I feel like somewhere along the process of those five steps that you mentioned, we almost begin to like feel like we are, we should talk ourselves out of it. Or we feel like, you know, maybe not everyone agrees with our vision or maybe there, someone said something and we can't shake that or get it out of our head. So how do we really start like unapologetically owning that? How do we start unapologetically owning that is by really knowing that, yeah, not everyone is going to agree with you. And regardless of what you do, there are going to be people who don't agree with you, people who don't like you. Would you rather you had people who don't agree with you and people who don't like you doing what you hate or doing what you actually enjoy? So we're never going to have people love us 100%. And it's just getting more comfortable in those uncomfortable spaces and continually pushing ourselves from our comfort zones into our transformation zones, because that's where the growth happens and that's where the most enjoyment happens and you know I'm a manifestation coach I absolutely have my own limiting beliefs or I have moments where I'm like oh that that was a bit of a different reaction than I would have loved to have but part of the journey is also having that awareness of how we do react in certain situations and of what we actually want to change So good. So last thing I want to touch on before we wrap up is refusing to settle because I know that this is something that you talk about a lot. And I just think that this is so useful when it comes to manifestation. So can you talk to me a little bit about that and how it kind of applies to creating that extraordinary life? Yeah, absolutely. So refusing to settle is really unapologetically stating your claim in what's important to you and refusing to settle is knowing that going after your dreams is not only serving you but it's serving everyone else around you and settling is is really not serving anyone apart from your ego in the short term but in the long term you will have that feeling of dissatisfaction so to really shift that mindset if you do feel that you have been settling at the moment is to begin noticing small areas where you are settling or small areas where you are compromising and to strengthen your boundaries in those areas. It's one thing to say that you have a boundary but it's another to actually reinforce that boundary and yeah to begin with it will maybe be a little bit uncomfortable but the way that it gets more comfortable is by continuing to do it and to continue to stand in your power. The other thing is that we think our 
well, many people can believe that their boundaries are a disservice to other people or that it's selfish or that people are going to feel a certain type of way if they enforce boundaries. But actually, a lot of people are really going to appreciate you setting that boundary for them and being upfront about what you are and aren't available for. Yes, so good. So if people loved what they heard from you today, where can they find you? So you can find me on my podcast, the Manifest Edit podcast. You can find me on Instagram at afiasalter underscore. And I also run a free five-day virtual retreats where I teach the vibes method much more in depth. And you can check those out at afiasalter.com forward slash freebie. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing everything you did with us today. This is incredible, such juicy information. And I know it is just going to be so incredibly helpful when it comes to really stepping into being that extraordinary person and creating that extraordinary life. So, so grateful to you. And thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you again for having me. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business, and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, Sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. I'm just like not convinced here that this is actually recording, (laughs) which is not good. Um...